0: We are back with our second episode of the week. Normally, we don't uh, do that. We just do one a week, but NFL Draft is a is a time where it uh, you definitely need that second episode to just to do a uh, just to recap all the excitement, all the crazy things that happen. Um, as always, it's uh, it's Zach the Bandit Burke with. Uh, Cam, the Turf King, Charlton, and uh, special guest, once again, Jake Cowell on the mic today. Boys, welcome uh, welcome again. Uh, what did you guys think of the draft last night?
1: Man, I thought it was pretty good for both part. A uh, few surprising pitches there, but I mean, it was definitely exciting.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was just great overall. That was a super exciting night, some surprises, some shockers. Some uh, smoke screen by San Fran. So, overall, it was just a really good night. Had a couple good sweats in betting, too. So, man, I loved it.
0: Well, I, f- I feel like all of us, and, and we'll get to that a little later, but all of us were overall positive uh, on the night uh, with our bets. So, that's always something to uh... – Always something that we're happy about, man. So when you when you struggle with uh, hockey the week before Cam, and then you bounce back with a because you had a big night, um, then that's always good to feel. So let's get into uh, let's get into the draft, and we're gonna go kind of pick by pick. We'll give some some quick quick reactions to it. Uh, there won't be as much analysis as we kind of did with the mock draft, but I know that your boys' mocks got blown up pretty much right off the start. Um, I know uh, Cam's just itching to get to the Miami picks cuz he's got his lights dimmed in his house he's he set the mood lighting cuz he's just so turned on by these picks <laughs> so let's get to it so uh, number 1 wasn't a huge shock with Trevor Lawrence uh, going to Jacksonville
1: yeah i mean it took the whole 9 minutes just to watch the uh, pick go by so you got to see a nice highlight package of Trevor Lawrence there before he went to Jacksonville
2: Yeah, I mean, there's not really too much to divulge here. It was a pretty easy pick. I don't know why it took 10 minutes. I don't know why in any draft they give the first overall that amount of time, but Trevor Lawrence was the right pick here and nothing really to react to there.
0: Well, and and the the eight minutes for that first pick is criminal. Like there's a lot of things that have happened in the U.S. in the last year and a half that you can say are criminal, but that was absolutely criminal. I know that they're trying to stretch it out, the drama, this, that, and the other thing. When the pick's that obvious, there shouldn't be any drama to it. So uh, pick number two uh, was the New York Jets, and they uh, took a QB, which was no surprise. Uh, and again, no surprise. They took Zach Wilson. I had to bet it uh, for him to go three just in case the Jets did something stupid, but they didn't do anything stupid and took uh, QB Zach Wilson.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was a good pick. We kind of knew it was going to happen. Wilson's got a high ceiling here. They like what they saw, so again, not been too much to divulge here. We knew this was happening from the start, and I think it's a decent pick.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like we said, everybody knew it. The next pick here, that's where it kind of started getting interesting for us.
0: Well, let's let's do it then. So the third pick, and this is was San Francisco. Uh, they got through Miami, and uh, and there was a lot of there's a lot of chatter during the day. Apparently, um, yesterday they had ma- they had called up the uh, the Green Bay Packers, offered a package for Aaron Rodgers, and Green Bay turned him down. Twitter was going nuts. TMZ was reporting all about Aaron Rodgers, and that was all spurned by number three. And uh, at the end of the day, San Francisco ended up taking uh, Trey Lance quarterback. Uh, at number three jake what was your reaction to them taking trey lance was it was this a shock to you
1: you know not really much of a shock i mean we kind of all knew it was either going to be mac jones trey lance the fields talk was kind of fading but i mean they kind of made it seem all week that it was going to be mac jones but i mean absolutely no issue with them taking trey lance i mean arguably he has the highest ceiling out of most of the quarterbacks in the draft i mean he's probably not going to start this year jimmy's still on the roster right now so i think they're going to groom Lance a little bit. And then I think they're using their quarterback of the future
2: there. Yeah. I mean, it was a great pick. I mean, right off the bat, I said, sprinkle a little money on Lancer fields going here. Cause I just didn't think you were trading up for Mac Jones. I know all the smoke screen around. It was Mac Jones. So right off the back pick three, we got a little bit of a surprise, but I made some money there by sprinkling a little on plus two fifty at Trey Lance.
0: Oh, that's a nice win for you. And that's, that's a good, uh good looking value play. So um, you know, let, let's let's look at it from this perspective. So you're, you're saying that Trey Lance is not going to start for them. So are they running back with Jimmy G this year?
1: I mean, as long as he's on the roster right now, I'm pretty confident he's going to start at week one. I mean, Lance does need some grooming, so I'd be pretty shocked to see if Lance starting week one if Jimmy G is still on the roster.
0: Well, let's move into pick number, uh, pick number four, uh, which uh, our, our Atlanta Falcons fans are able to take a deep breath and a sigh of relief. Uh, the, you know, there was always that rumor floating around that Mac Jones, they could take him. But they ended up taking uh, the highest tight end drafted ever since 1960. This has been the highest one. So they took Kyle Pitts. So Atlanta at four takes Kyle Pitts, tight end from Florida. And Cam, this is, again, not, not really a huge shock here.
2: No, not really a huge shock. There was a lot of Atlanta fans that really wanted to go here. I just don't know what the game plan now is for Atlanta over the next couple of years. Kyle Pitts is a great player. He's going to be phenomenal. I don't know if there's enough ball for Ridley, Julio, and him. And I don't know if they're just going to try and beat teams 42-35 or what their plan is long term. But, I mean, they're going to score a lot of points this year. they got a heck of a team on offense this year. Yeah, still a pretty obvious pick, though.
1: Yeah, I had them go Pitts here, too. I mean... Could have went quarterback either way. I know field was a big possibility there, but it just seems like they went best player available on the board, got Kyle Pitts, and yeah, like you said, like that offense is just scary right now.
0: And then you moved along to to number five, which is Cincinnati Bengals, and they took wide receiver Jamar Chase out of LSU. Um, and again, Pitts and Chase going 4-5, not uh, not a big surprise. Um, is this going to be are, – are the – is the – Joe Burrow had something to do with Jamar Chase going to the Bengals, did he not?
1: Yeah, 100%. I mean, we both said this pick's going to be Chase or Sewell. I mean, Sewell was going to protect Burrow, beef up the old line and then Chase was his former teammate. You can't really go wrong with each. And then now looking at it with, like, Tevin Jenkins, Cosme, Radens, Eichenberg still there in the second round, I mean – I think it's going to work out really nice for Cincinnati.
2: Yeah, I mean, this really started a trend, this draft, of QBs getting their receivers from college. And it's not a bad pick at all, especially with some of these offensive linemen dropping. And, I mean, you look at those three weapons that Burrow has now. you got Higgins, Boyd, and now Chase, and that's pretty scary. And that's going to be a good good receiving tandem
0: for a while. Well, and speaking about uh, quarterbacks getting guys that they played back with at college it ties in perfectly with Miami uh number six um now you guys had kind of both thought here and the consensus was is that if uh Pitts and Chase were gone that Miami was going to trade down from six they didn't they ended up taking Jalen Waddle wide receiver from Alabama so definitely adds another uh weapon for Tua to use this year um now could they have got Waddle farther down? Or are they just this was their guy, this was Tua's guy, and, uh, and they didn't want to miss that opportunity?
2: Well, yeah, everything you're hearing, it was their guy. They traded down at 12. They didn't think he'd be available at 12. And then they got back up into six. And I thought maybe it was a little reach. I thought maybe you could have waited on him. But if Brian Flores and Greer want him here and he was their guy with Tua... I'm going to have full trust in them. I love the pick. I mean, any time you compare to Tyree Hill and you see the speed this guy has, it's super exciting. This uh, receiving tandem with their tight end now, I'm excited.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with that. I think mean, like the general consensus was if Pitts or Chase were gone, Miami was going Waddle. I mean, maybe they would have liked to move down a few spots and grab him at nine or something, but I don't think they were worried about taking them at six. It's a great pick.
0: Well, and it's really kind of rounding out the wide receiver core for um, for Tua and the, and the Miami Dolphins, and Tua's not going to have any excuses this year. You know, last year we were dealing with guys who, who couldn't catch the ball, and uh, so, you know, there, there was a little bit of an out for Tua there, and, and this year uh, there's no excuses, put up or shut up. So now we're, we're, we'll get into to number seven, uh, Detroit Lions. They drafted uh, offensive tackle Panay Sewell out of Oregon, and this won me a bet. I had uh, Sewell going over six-and-a-half draft position and just snuck in at seven, which was a nice cash for me, and I think that was one of my biggest ones of the day. And uh, so Jerry Goff has got some uh, elite, elite protection, uh, Jake. Yeah,
1: I mean, when we did our mock draft the other day I had him fall into seven and I didn't like it but I mean, it just seemed like the perfect fit in Detroit I mean, he fits Dan Campbell's mantra of wanting to play physical football, so I think he's gonna like having Sewell over there
2: Yeah, I mean, you when he drops that far to them, you gotta take him there uh, I don't know what they're gonna do offensively because they have nobody to throw the ball to but you have somebody who can at least protect Goff to, I guess, hand it off to Swift
0: Oh yeah, for, for sure I mean, and I mean, if I'm Panesua, I don't know if I'm that excited to go to Detroit. But on the flip side, anytime that you get drafted to the NFL in the first round, it's a big payday. It's a good day. And, uh, hey, if you want to leave, there's lots of guys in the NFL have given you a great example of how to leave these places. Um, so number eight, I think this was the biggest surprise of the first of the top ten, I would assume. Um, I know I was definitely shocked by this pick. So the Carolina uh drafted jc horn cornerback out of south carolina i was watching uh cam we were watching uh, virtually last night we had our our panthers fan along and he was uh shocked that they grabbed jc horn
2: yeah i mean overall it just made zero sense to me i mean yeah they could definitely use a corner they don't have a left tackle right now so you had you could have gone that route easily, and then to take this number two ranked corner there just made no sense. I don't think anybody had J.C. Horn as first defensive player taken, and it just didn't make sense. Either you're trading back or take Rashawn Slater there to me, and if you really feel like you need corner, I don't know why you didn't go certain. So just completely mind-boggling to me. J.C. Horn's going to be a stud. He's going to be super good. Just I just don't think he was an eighth overall pick.
1: Yeah, I was pretty shocked by this. When I already started writing down Slater's name beside the Panthers, like after there was no trade there, I thought Slater there was a shoe in. I mean, in my mock draft I released last, I had the Panthers taking J.C. Horn, but I had them trading back with New England and getting them at 15. So I love the pick of them taking J.C. Horn, just not sure if they would have had to stay at eight to get him. But I mean, if that's the guy they want, that's the guy they want. I think they like the upside with him. I mean, he's the best press man corner in the draft. He's got to go up against guys like Michael Thomas, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Julio Jones, Kutner. Like it's a stacked division, and I think they want to secure their physical corner there. So I think that's the reason why they went with JC Horn.
0: Now, let me ask you this, Jake. So is, is, I'm sure that Carolina probably thought they could have got him at a later pick. Now, is the reason that they didn't draft back is because there was no market to draft back because the Patriots, and we'll get to their pick in a little bit, the Patriots had their guy. They figured they'd get their guy where they wanted to get him. And did that just kind of take the ammo away from Carolina so that they're like, well, if we want Hor, we got to get him now?
1: I think so. I mean, every year we always want to see all these trades at the very beginning of the round. And every year it's always talked about, and it never really happens. I mean, the Patriots are smart. They rarely trade up to begin with i think they knew they could get mac jones at 15 and then fields even started falling in and i thought they could maybe get him there too but yeah like there i don't think there was much of a market to trade up or trade back when i don't think many teams were really thirsty to come up um i thought the eagles might have tried i mean the eagles did jump them but uh, i thought the eagles were going to try to jump earlier to grab a corner over dallas and new york but
0: Yeah, in the end,
1: they got a position of need. I just think it was a little bit early.
0: Well, and and let's move into uh, to pick number nine, which was the Denver Broncos, and they took uh, the guy that you're just talking about, and you you and Cameron just talked about Patrick Sertain, cornerback out of Alabama. And I think this, as soon as they seen that uh, the Panthers took Horn, this pick, I think watching it live took them like thirty seconds. This was maybe the fastest, one of the fastest picks in the draft.
1: Yeah, this one, this one honestly blew my mind. Like, I guess trading for Teddy Bridgewater, that took him out of the corner market or quarterback market. But, I mean, they got Justin Simmons back. They signed Ronald Darby. They signed Kyle Fuller. They got Bryce Callahan, Kareem Jackson over there in that secondary. So, I really didn't think the Broncos were going to go quarter here. I was kind of really thinking that this might have been Micah Parsons or even Rashawn Slater there. But, I mean... I guess in a division with Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, I mean, I guess you want to boot beef up the secondary, and that's exactly what Denver did.
2: Yeah, that was the same way I thought. I thought Micah Parsons was the pick here for sure. He just fits what I thought that defense wanted to do. It was more of a position to need on that defense. I mean, Sertain, again, he's going to be a stud. I just think it was the wrong pick for Denver. We'll find out. It's a tough division. You know you're in against Mahomes, so it's not a horrible pick. But, again, I thought there was more need on that Denver team. Yeah, and I mean,
1: just like we talked about, like Dallas sitting at 10, No way they weren't getting certain there. That was the consensus. Everybody had them going there. And then they ended up sitting at 10 and missing out on both corners. So that was pretty shocking there. And my dad's a big Cowboys fan. I was watching with him, and he didn't even know what to think after that happened. (laughs)
0: well and and this is where the draft actually got really interesting when we get into 10 um you know originally 10 was dallas and then it was the giants at 11 and then it was the eagles at 12 and the eagles jumped up and traded with dallas to vault the giants and uh and and then uh, and took the guy more than likely the giants were looking to take and uh and the eagles drafted devonta smith wide receiver out of alabama And, uh, and I think, and you guys can tell me if I'm, uh, tell me if I'm wrong, but I think that the Eagles may have finally got a wide receiver pick, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, overall, I really like the pick Devonta Smith, like Mel Kiper had him as the number one receiver. I don't know if he's there, but yeah, he just, I don't think he's going to end up being a huge bust Like a couple of these other ones have been, they clearly wanted a receiver. They wanted one of those top three guys and they got their guy. So they traded up. They didn't go for the Jalen, Jalen, Jalen thing like they were planning on doing. Instead, Miami went that route. But yeah, it's a good pick. And I'm s- surprised that the it was e- that easy to move up inner division.
1: Yeah. And stop looking at his size. I mean, the guy's still a stud and he has a Heisman to prove it. I think Cam had the Giants taking Smith in his mock draft. So I think the Eagles wanted to, they knew they had to get up ahead of the Giants there if they wanted to uh, get their guy. So I don't think they wasted any time. And I mean, it didn't happen to about too much. It was only a few spots, and uh, now it's definitely gonna give Hurts another weapon. And I they were teammates at Alabama for a year, so definitely have a connection there. So yeah, I like that pick.
0: Well, then immediately after that, after the the Eagles, you know, popped up, grabbed Devonta Smith, the Giants made a trade with the Chicago Bears, and the Giants moved back to pick number twenty, um, and they got a haul for that pick, uh, and and the Bears ended up taking. Uh, future bust quarterback, Justin Fields. We know anybody who goes to Chicago's in trouble. Um, The fans seemed excited about it. What say you guys?
1: Yeah, honestly, I love this pick. I mean, we all saw what the Bears offered the Seahawks in the offseason for Russell Wilson, so you knew they wanted a quarterback. I mean, they only had to give up a first and then a few mid-to-late-round picks for this one, so Negi's never got to pick his guy, and I think with Fields falling out of the top 10, he bounced on it, and I really like what fields should potentially do in Chicago
2: yeah I mean I love the pick Justin Fields is going to be a stud he's going to be their quarterback for a while here I mean I'm still a Mitch Trubisky fan I'm not as hard on everyone him as everyone else is but Justin Fields is the guy and if Nagy really wants him he's a guy and I don't mind moving up for what they did because he's going to be a stud in this league for
0: at least 10 years here oh that's that's spicy there's a lot of, I mean, I know that, uh, and I was just informed yesterday that he had got diagnosed with epilepsy and maybe that was one of the reasons he had dropped. Uh, he's on meds. Everything seems to be good to go now, but I guess only time will tell. Um, so then, uh, so Dallas had moved back to, uh, to number 12 and they have uh, picked up Micah Parsons, uh, left back at of Penn state. Um, and this is somebody that you got, you thought Jake was going to go earlier
1: yeah i mean we talked about it parsons top five top ten talent for sure um
0: linebacker out of penn state sorry yeah. linebacker <laughs> out of penn state there we go sorry thought talked he could have gone earlier
1: thought the broncos could have taken him here but i mean after the cowboys missed out on Certaina and horn i mean parsons is a stud you pair him now they got vander over there jalen smith over there so yeah i think this is a good pick for the cowboys i don't want to say he fell because he should have went anywhere from 7 to 15, but I mean, think it's a safe pick for the Cowboys.
2: Yeah, I mean, this is the one that I sweat out forever. I had the most amount of money on this pick at t- under 12.5, and I sweated out to the very last. I think the Cowboys knew they wanted him at 10 if they were going to stick there, so they moved down two picks and still got their guy. So it's just a great move by them. I think if anybody was going to be taken at 10 by them, it was going to be Parsons, so why not move two, down two picks, get a little extra, and still get him?
0: Yeah, I mean that's that makes some sense to me. Uh, Thirteen was the uh, was the L.A. Chargers, and they took Rashawn Slater at a Northwestern, and uh, I think that we had a bet on Slater under. I think it was fifteen and a half. I think is where we had it, and he hit the under, so that was good there.
1: Yeah, I mean this is one of my favorite picks of the draft. Like the Chargers talked all week about wanting to trade up for either Sewell or Slater, getting into the top ten to take them. I mean, they sat right where they were at 13 and still got him. I mean, I have them taking Darisaw here because I thought Slater and Sewell would both be gone. But I mean, Slater falling to the charges at 13. And that was one of the steals of the draft for me.
2: Yeah, I mean this is just a crazy pick. There's zero way I saw him falling this far. I was thinking it was going to be Vera Tucker or Deresaw. And they get Slater here. It's a steal for sure. Great pick. Yeah, I was when I was
1: watching it and I saw him still there at thirteen. I'm like, this is probably a bigger lock than Trevor Lawrence going first. Like that's how guaranteed this pick was going to the Chargers there. <laughs> I mean, they were probably pumped when they saw him fall there. And yeah, that's just that's just a big pick for the Chargers.
0: Well, and speaking of Vera Tucker, the New York Jets at fourteen, uh, picked him up i think that so they ended up trading up with uh from uh where are we here just looking at my drive they were they were at 23. uh so they traded with the minnesota vikings and moved up to 14 and took vera tucker out of usc
2: yeah i mean overall i really like it their big issue last year was they couldn't protect sam Darnold. this is going to give them protection the only reason i don't like it is because dara ended up falling to 23. so did you really need to trade up to get that line Probably not, but again, if you're going to go all in, you want to protect Wilson. He's your new quarterback. Overall, I like the move.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, and I guess all week they were talking about how much they really liked Vera Tucker. Didn't think they'd get him at 23. Traded up, and yeah, you get Zach Wilson at two. You want to protect him. So I don't think Vera Tucker will be playing tackle in the NFL, even though he's got that versatility, but putting him right beside him with kind of that's going to be a scary left side.
0: Well, on number 15, uh, we saw... Too many clips of this guy on uh, on the broadcast last night, just him sitting, looking dejected. Uh, Mac Jones, uh, quarterback out of Alabama, taken by the New England Patriots. I'm sure that you guys saw this online, the shirtless picks of uh mac jones with a cigar and the one side by side with tom brady it seems like bill belichick has a type
2: yeah i mean this is just what they wanted i don't think they thought he was going to originally drop here and mac jones i know he probably thought he was going third overall as well and to sit there all night you're like oh shit, when am i gonna go now he goes at 15 in new england and really it's just a great pick overall they want him he will fit that scheme so well so really i think it's a great spot for him to land although it's 12 picks later than he probably wanted to go
1: yeah and this is just the most new England patriots pick of all time like they (laughs) wanted their guy everyone said they're gonna have to trade up for a quarterback they sit at 15 that i was supposed to go third still falls to them they get who i think they wanted all all along and yeah i mean like he fits their scheme perfectly well their old team when they had Brady, so I think they can uh, figure something out for him. But yeah, like Cam's only on the one-year contract. I think Jones has potential to start this year, depending on what we see throughout the season. But yeah, like New England, New England got a positive grade here. Like just sat at 15 and still got the guy you wanted. I think that's a big win
0: for them. Bill Belichick has the best poker face in the game, man. This guy just you know sits there and is like, okay, whatever. We're we're uh, fluid enough that if we don't get him, we don't get him. And uh, not a lot of GMs have the, or coaches have the balls to do that. Uh, at 16, the Arizona Cardinals took Zayvon Collins, linebacker to Tulsa. Um, this is one that I think you guys had talked about. I must have forgotten because I was like, who the heck is this guy? Uh, Jake, you were saying this is a great pickup for him.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a little early for me, but still a great pickup. I mean, Peter Schrager and Daniel Jeremiah were saying Zayvon Collins at 16 was one of the biggest locks of the draft. I thought it was a little bit soon but i mean they took isaiah simmons last year they liked the versatile defenders and i mean zayvon collins is a monster that can somehow cover the middle of the field at his size and yeah it's a great pickup for their defense
2: yeah again it's a great pickup i didn't see them going here just because you had a guy like isaiah simmons i definitely thought they wanted to help on the corners with farley and Newsom still being there but yeah i mean if everyone's saying it's a good pick i'm gonna go with it i'll be honest i don't know that much about collins so Overall, it seems like it's a decent pick for them, though.
0: Well, let's talk about number seventeen, which is the Las Vegas Raiders. And Jake, you you were kind of bang on with this one, because you were talking about how Gruden likes his his hardworking guys. And the the, the they were filming Raiders fans last night, and they announced Alex Leatherwood out of Alabama, and they were like, "Who?
1: Yeah, man, like I don't even know where to start, like." <laughs> this is a Gruden Grinder pick for sure. I mean, that's all those guys do. Like, If you went to Alabama, Clemson, or Ohio State, you got a really good chance of going and playing football for the Las Vegas Raiders. I mean, no disrespect <laughs> to Leatherwood. I mean, the guy's an awesome tackle. I just didn't see him coming into the first round. And then when they announced that they're taking him at 17, when guys like Derisaw, Jenkins, even Morin and JOK were still there, they didn't even go in the first round. It's like, I just couldn't believe it when – they called Alex Leatherwood out, and I don't think really anybody saw this coming. Like, I don't think I'm ever gonna mock draft the Raiders again. I'm just gonna go add all the Alabama, Clemson, and Ohio State players into a random name generator and <laughs> pick the
2: first that comes
1: up. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what else to say. I just, I couldn't believe it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess if like saw and all your O linemen were gone and you really liked Leatherwood, then maybe. But there's way better offensive linemen still available. It made no sense where they were reaching for here. Like, there had to be a better move of trading down, getting multiple picks, and taking him in the late second. I just, yeah, just out of the world, like, completely shocker. I don't know where this pick even came from, really, other than he played for
0: Alabama. Well, and that's the one of the things about going to a school like that, man. Like, you just, you, you automatically get picked up by some guys. And, I mean, Gruden's going to be there for another... Eight years, I think he's in year three of his ten-year deal or whatever it is. Maybe year four. So, uh, so Jake, you probably got another six mock drafts of the random name generator for you.
1: Yeah, they're just they're just gonna toy with me. Like like I say, like, I honestly I don't even know anymore. Every year, every year it's the same thing. Never look at the top guy available when the Raiders are picking. Just look for look for the guy that helped an old lady cross the street. Look for a guy that got good grades. Like that's all you can do. <laughs>
0: Well, and at 18, the Miami Dolphins picked up uh, Jalen Phillips out of uh, University of Miami. And uh, so he gets to stay around, stick around, still play at Hard Rock Stadium. And uh, I think this overall just completed an A-plus draft for the Miami Dolphins game.
2: Yeah, I love this pick. Everyone I'd heard or anything I heard the entire time was they love this guy. He's got huge potential if it's not for his concussion history and his semi-retirement at UCLA. This guy can probably be a top 10 pick. I love the potential here. Flores and Greer know what they're doing. This is a great pick. He's going to to fit perfect on this team, and I love it. Go Jalen and Jalen in the first. We'll see if they can sneak another Jalen or two in the rest of this draft. But overall, I love the first round. This couldn't have gone much better. I wanted a wide receiver, and I wanted an Ash rusher, and they did both of those things.
1: Yeah, I can't really touch on it any more than Cam just did. Like we said, fully healthy, medical checkout, check out. He's a top 10 talent. And, I mean, they obviously did the research on him. So, yeah, this is a great pick for Miami.
0: Well, let's move into number 19, which is the Washington football team. And they took linebacker Jamin Davis out of Kentucky. Uh, Good pick, Jake? Yeah,
1: I like it. I mean, like I said, Jamin uh, Davis was climbing up the ranch lately. I had uh, Wusakoromoa going here. But, I mean, you can't go wrong with either of them uh Jamin uh, Phillips working behind that D-line with his speed and sideline to sideline range. I think this is a great pick for them.
2: Yeah, they've really just solidified that defense even more. That defense is going to be scary. It's going to be super good, and it's a good pick. Yeah, I definitely thought it was going to be Owusu-Koromoa here, but Davis is a good pick.
0: And then, uh, yeah, so, I mean, Washington's defense was definitely, you know, top-notch, so they got a chance to be, as you said, one of the better defensive teams in the league. Um, a team that needs to be better offensively. I saw the stat last night and I, I didn't get it jotted down. But how many touchdowns, passing touchdowns, did the did the Giants have? Twelve, I believe. That's just outrageous. Like, I'm sorry, that's absolutely outrageous. And uh, so the Giants are trying to, to fix that by drafting Kadarius Toney, wide receiver out of Florida. Cam, is this going to help them?
2: Yeah, I think it's a great pick. They really wanted Devonta Smith from everything I heard. But to be able to trade down to 20, get a first rounder, get a fourth rounder, and still get Tony, who's got to be that next level, and he's going to be a good receiver for them. He's going to fit a lot of those needs that Smith would have. Not quite the ceiling and not quite the potential, but still a great pick, especially with the haul you got for the pick.
1: Yeah, I think it was obvious the Giants wanted a wide receiver, but after Philadelphia traded up, they knew they weren't going to get one of the top threes. I questioned it a little bit. I really thought this was going to be Quiddy pay going here. I thought Dedalman was going to want to beef up the trenches a little bit. But, I mean, he obviously likes Tooney. Everyone was talking about Tooney coming back into the first round. I didn't see it. But, I mean, if that's the guy that they want, just adds to a dynamic offense. Like, you got Galladay over there. Add Tony. Angram's, um, what's his name over there. Sterling Shepard. Darius Slayton. Like They got quite the weaponry over there in New York now.
0: Well, speaking of Quiddy Pay, the guys right after the Giants at 21, the Indianapolis Colts picked up Quiddy Pay from Michigan right after that, and that was another pick that on the board took next to no time at all, Jake. The, were, were the Colts just waiting for the Giants not to pick him so they could snap him up?
1: Yeah, I think this was like just like um, Slater going to the Chargers when Colts up on the clock and Pay was still there. I thought it was a no-brainer. I had Pei going to the Dolphins and uh, Phillips going to the Colts, so you knew both of them were going to go one of those top two edge rushers. And, I mean, I love pay. I mean, I've watched his story probably 10, 15 times. I've sent it to a bunch of people. I mean, what he did – to grow up and coming to where he is now i mean i just love the guy he's going to be a force on indianapolis
2: yeah exactly you touched on that point you knew phillips or pay one of them was going to the dolphins and the colts were basically just going to jump on whatever one the dolphins didn't pick as long as the other one was available so it was an easy pick and a great pick you knew they were going to edge so i like the pick
0: and then number 22 and this won me another bet it was uh so the the tennessee titans drafted uh caleb farley cornerback out of uh, Virginia Tech, and I had them under 23 and a half, so that won me a bet last night, and uh, another corner. And, and that you know, it was pretty obvious that, uh, that Tennessee needed this cam. Is this going to help them beat the Ravens this coming season? I mean,
2: I mean, it's a good piece, but they still lost way too much this year to really be competitive. I still think now with their offense, with the amount of receivers they lost, not having that extra receiver, Tannehill's not very good so we got to get over that. But yeah, this is going to help their defense out. Farley's going to be a really good player, and I do like the pick overall. They did not need to help that secondary, and they did that.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I had
2: Farley going earlier, but
1: I mean, falling the 22, if they're taking the chance on him, I mean, that's a great pick for Tennessee. I like you said, definitely lots of holes to fill, but Barley was a top 10 like we said, probably was a top 10 player before his back procedures. So and I'm at 22 if he's playing healthy, that's a great pick.
0: Yeah, it, it it should be a good pick and and uh so let's move into 23 which is the Minnesota Vikings. They traded back uh with the Jets and uh and they took Christian Darrisaw out of Virginia Tech and uh is dead to me uh because he's that that screwed my screwed my pick. He fell too far, lost that bet. Still as I said, had a positive day, but that was disappointing for me, so um, I'm just glad that Miami didn't take him after I said he was dead to me because I had him under 15 and a half. I think it was actually, and uh, and if Miami took him, I would have been choked. But uh, Jake Dariusaw to uh, to the Vikings. Uh, this should fill a need for them a little bit here.
1: Yeah, this is my favorite pick of the draft. I like, I love this. Like Vikings won the draft in my eyes. Like everybody had them taking him at uh, 14. There, everyone thought it was going to be Dariusaw or Barrett Tucker. They trade back, gather picks up, and they still get Derrissaw at 23. I couldn't believe it. I was writing down my picks round by round trying to guess the pick, and I think I wrote Derrissaw's name on my paper probably five or six times, and then I just gave up. But, yeah, them trading back <laughs> nine spots and still getting Derrissaw, I mean, that's unbelievable. Like Vikings, yeah, Vikings won the draft, in my opinion. Won the first round, sorry.
2: Yeah, I mean, this is a phenomenal pick. I think when they started to trade back, they were starting to look at like Tevin Jenkins or something here, thinking that Derrissaw and Vera Tucker were going to be gone. But overall, what a day for the Vikings. You're hearing that Rodgers is going to be out of your division. You trade back, you still get the guy you want. What a great day for the Vikings, and this was a phenomenal pick.
0: One, and let's move into to pick number 24. Um, and this is somebody that you guys both had on your mock drafts. So this was a nice hit for you guys. And um, you had Najee Harris running back out of Alabama going to Pittsburgh Steelers at number 24. And, uh, you know, there's no James Conner there anymore. So they got to have somebody.
2: Yeah, I mean, overall, they have
0: the worst run
2: blocking in the entire league if you look at their stats last year. But Najee Harris just fits the mold of what I think the Steelers want in a running back. It's not the pick I would have gone, but I get it. I get it. It makes a ton of sense. He's that running back that they've wanted. He's a different style, and he'll still be a really good player, but they still have some holes to fill on that line.
1: Yeah. Like we said, we wanted him to go all line, but just knew it was going to be Harris. I mean, they're comparing him to Franco Harris and Jerome Bettis, saying Pittsburgh hasn't had a running back since those two guys. So he definitely fits the mold of past Pittsburgh running backs. So. Hopefully for their sake, he can uh, get the ground game rolling. But I think they definitely need to sort of dress in the offensive line later in the draft.
0: Well, and he kind of kicked off the, um, you know, kicked off that running back start because right after that, um, the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, took Travis Etienne out of Clemson, and uh, and again another one of these things where you know quarterbacks are reunited with their uh, with with some past teammates, and it. Definitely has a feel, especially with the running backs that the Jags have that uh, Trevor Lawrence had a say in this one.
1: Yeah, this one surprised me a little bit. But I mean, like you say, like Trevor Lawrence probably had a say in this. Urban Myers had he liked Etienne's skill set. So I think they were uh, hoping for this pick at 25 to begin with. But I thought it was a little confusing. I mean, I would never have thought this. They had James Robinson who broke out last year. They signed Carlos Hyde in the offseason. Their defense has a lot of holes. They could have used a wide receiver, ideally, more than a running back. So I just wasn't really sure how this uh pick made sense but i mean like i said if myron lawrence wanted this then good for them
2: yeah exactly this just adds to the quarterbacks wanting their player lawrence got his player here and jacksonville i think is going to get super lucky here we all both had them more mooring if he was dropping this far you know what he's available at 33. so although i think they're reaching for etienne and i don't think he really fits a need it could still really work out for jacksonville well and again
0: if your franchise quarterback wants a guy you want to make him happy at number 26 we have the we have the cleveland browns and they drafted a cornerback out of northwestern and it was greg Newsom the second and the cleveland fans i mean i don't really think there was anybody on that list that they wouldn't have cheered for since the draft was in cleveland and they had to wait like three hours for this pick to come down the pipe um and again this is not somebody that i know very well uh jake what do you think about this one
1: Yeah, I definitely didn't expect this, but I had Newsom going higher, and I think him and Farley both kind of fell because of all the mid-round trades there. Uh, I had a Browns buddy that I work with, and for the past three months, all he's been talking about is JOK falling to the Browns, and the Browns are going to get JOK, and he's texting me. He texted me JOK like back-to-back-to-back-to-back. just kept on feeding it to me. Drops, uh, (laughs) Craig Newsom gets picked and just drops – all the F bombs in the world. Like he was he wasn't happy with this. <laughs> I mean, Newsom's a great corner. We'll definitely help out the secondary. But I think a lot of people thought this was gonna be J O K after Davis, Collins, Parsons were all gone.
2: Yeah, I definitely thought the lineman was where they wanted to go, and I thought it was going to be JOK, but Greg Newsom's still a great pick. He's a guy who's going to go in there week one. He's definitely NFL-ready at the moment. He's going to be a good player for them, and I think Cleveland just really wanted to take who they thought the best player available was at this point. Like we've touched on, they're a good team. They don't have a ton of needs, so if they had Greg Newsome as their best player available, it seems like a good pick to me.
0: Well, and and we're moving into the next three picks where I think that Jake's going to have a lot to say about the next three picks. Uh, But at number 27 uh, was the Baltimore Ravens. And the Baltimore Ravens selected Rashad Bateman, wide receiver out of Minnesota. I'll let uh, Jake go second. I'm going to let him stew on his thoughts for a second, Cam. How is this move for Baltimore? Grabbing a wide receiver here.
2: It's, it's a good pick. I mean, we knew they were going wide receiver unless they traded these picks somehow, which I didn't see them doing. They were taking a wide receiver with this first one. There's probably four or five guys that it could have been, and Bateman just fits what they want on that team. He's a little different, and it's a good pick.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's who I had in my mock draft. That's who I wanted. I mean, but when guys like Morig, Jeremiah, Usocorro, Moa, they were still there. I wasn't quite sure what this pick was going to be but they stuck with their plan. They took Bateman, got Lamar Jackson, extra weapon, and I'm pretty happy with that pick.
0: I, I would have thought that you would have been like, ah, oh, we had so many other, <laughs> other guys that we could have taken. Like there was better players overall on the board, but now Bateman's your guy. So, Hey, sometimes yeah. the best thing to do is just, it's just to follow the game plan. Right.
1: Like, that's what I was doing. I, I was pacing around the living room and I'm like, I'm like, Oh, Cormo is still there. Moore is still there. Oh, is still there. And it's like, Bateman's still there. Elijah Moore's still there. Jason Owey's still there. I did not expect half of those guys to be there at 27. So, honestly, I didn't know what to pick. We were watching on the zone, so it was a little bit behind. So, a buddy of mine actually knew what the pick was before. So, he keeps asking me. He's like, what would you want this to be? What would you don't not want this to be? I'm freaking out. I don't know what's going on. But, I mean, take your Bateman. I mean, <laughs> that's what I picked before. So, yeah, I'm happy with it. Definitely gives us another option in the passing game. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it.
0: Well, at least you were not the pick that the Saints picked at 28. uh, And the Saints picked Peyton Turner out of Houston. And uh, there was a hush that went over the crowd when Peyton Turner was picked up.
1: Yeah, I think I kind of said what a few times and I wasn't really sure what was going on. Uh, Yeah, Peyton Turner, I don't even think anybody had him going in the first round, not even the second round. I mean, I don't think it really filled a need for the Saints. I mean, like we've been saying for the past few picks – jok was still there cam had him going in his mock draft and i really thought that was the likely pick there yeah this one kind of puzzled me a little bit but i mean one of my big bets this weekend was or was uh d lineman over 4.5 so as soon as i saw peyton turner get picked on the first round i was pretty excited about that
2: yeah i mean this pick just made no sense to me i'll be honest i put good amount of research into about 40 50 guys and i really have no idea who peyton turner is I didn't do research on three rounds worth of guys because I don't know that much about college football. And when you had J.O.K. there, it just made no sense to me. I didn't see it. If you really thought you wanted an edge guy that much, like Aziz Oju Larry was there, Gregory Russo was there, this pick just made no sense. He must have loved this guy, and I don't get it.
0: Well, and then Green Bay at 29, they followed it up with a stunner just as, you know, trying to one up the Saints. Um, And they took Eric Stokes, cornerback out of Georgia. To me, this is, again, the
2: same spot as Peyton Turner. I did, like, no research on Stokes. I kind of saw him there. I'm like, he doesn't have a chance of going in the first round, though. There's way better corners even at that, even if all the other ones go ahead like we had here. So I don't even really have anything to say about him. I didn't do any research on Stokes.
1: Yeah, Stokes has definitely been creeping his way up past few weeks. But, yeah, no one had him really going in the first round. I mean, everyone knows him because of his speed. I mean, the guy ran a 4.2540, so he's definitely got the speed there. I thought this pick was going to be Elijah Moore, personally, and I know we were talking about that uh, in the group chat with him still being there, and even Asani Samuel was still there, and that's why I had in my draft. Uh, Landon Dickerson, the center, that could have went him. I was just, yeah, I was just a little blown away that they took Stokes. but I mean, they obviously knew they wanted a corner, and Stokes was at the top of their board.
0: Well they just didn't want the Saints to feel lonely I mean as I said those those last two picks that we talked about um was, was completely off of off of the board and uh, I will actually give the NFL credit though man these guys got picked in the first round and you know the NFL had the camera set up they had the draft caps for them like I don't know if they had insider information or what man but they were ready to go and uh, my guess is that they're probably just ready to go with with probably the top 100 because I guess you never know yeah, you really never know what's going to happen. So Buffalo Bills at thirty took, uh, as you just mentioned, his name Jake was uh, Gregory Rousseau out of Miami, um, and again the the Bills are just adding quality pieces here, uh, you know, to bolster their position at the top of the AFC East.
1: Yeah, I think Buffalo wanted a edge rusher here, and I think they liked Rousseau's versatility. I mean, the J.J. Watt sweepstakes route, Buffalo was one of the teams that was making a push for him, so I think they really wanted to add that length. I'm not comparing Russo to Watt. I'm just saying they both got great length. But, I mean, yeah, Russo could be a big boomer bust pick, but he could do really well out there in Buffalo.
2: Yeah, it's just a good pick. There's a ton of value in D late in this first round. It's just what guy you liked. And Russo was one of those guys who has a ton of potential. And if Buffalo liked him, it's a great pick. And I definitely saw him go in one of these last few picks in this round anyways.
0: I mean, Jake, you can compare him to Watt if you want. Because, honestly, the amount of comparisons that were getting thrown around on the broadcast yesterday, like... Pitts is a mixture between Megatron and Kelsey or whatever, and like every other wide receiver, they're like, yeah. The, the best comparison I could give is Tyreek Hill. I'm like, you realize that you're talking about like the best wide receiver and the best tight end in the league, right? There's no way all of these guys are like Tyreek Hill.
1: Yeah, they always just love to pick the best player available that fits their skill set. Eh?
0: <laughs> oh, of course. And so Jake, let her, what happened at 31.
1: So I went two for two in my Ravens mock draft, and we got Jason Away. Same thing like with Bateman, with all those guys still available, I'm pacing up and down again. Had no idea what they were gonna do. They said Jason Away, and I was pumped. Like this guy is an absolute freak. I mean, he has the NFL record for edge rushers for the fastest 40 and the biggest broad jump of all time. So he's less than five percent body fat. I mean, in Baltimore with heavy blitz blitz packages, this guy has potential to be a freak. Like I really like the potential for Jason Owe going to Baltimore.
2: Yeah, I mean, Away just fits Baltimore so much better than I think most teams here. I think there was a lot of other teams who maybe would have gone a different way. But for what Baltimore does and their defensive schemes, Away is just the perfect player. And it just seemed like an obvious pick here.
1: Yeah, we talked that we lacked product production against sacks last year in Penn State. But I mean, Baltimore blitzes like almost 50% of their plays. I mean, he has a lot of potential there. Uh, yeah, he should get a lot of opportunities. So yeah, like I said, I'm pretty excited for this.
0: How many sacks did he have last year? Zero. <laughs> it's not even a lack of sacks. It's just no sacks. <laughs> Hopefully, he can get one because then he'll have infinity more than he did yeah. in, the, in the in the last year. So, <laughs> yeah, I I, I, I
1: think uh, will be pretty good.
0: Th- Thirty-two was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and this is actually my uh, personal my my personal favorite pick of the draft. So, this was the ultimate sweat. So, the, the number on Pac 12 players was two and a half. And I think we all had this bet here. And, uh, and Joe Tryon, linebacker to Washington, got picked, which cashed the bet on the last pick, the ultimate sweat. And this is why sometimes you love gambling, hate gambling, but in this instance, we loved gambling. And, uh, you know, I don't know a huge amount of, about uh, Joe Tryon. I was just happy that he cashed a bet for me.
2: Yeah. I mean, we all really liked this bet because you thought there was a chance to try on. You thought maybe I heard some rumblings about Davis Mills going to the box. When Greg Russo went, I actually felt pretty confident about the bet. I really thought Tampa was going to go try on our Mills and just reach a little bit. Cause like, as we've said, Tampa didn't really need a lot. So they were just going to pick on what they had potential with or what they kind of liked.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was talking about try on sneaking into the first all week. I mean, I love it. Like I said, pack twelve pack twelve over two point five gave you plus two hundred odds. So that was definitely my favorite bet of the night. And when the Bucks took him at thirty two, like you said, the ultimate sweat there. But yeah, from a Bucs standpoint they like we said how they had their aging D line there, so try to make an impact now. They'll make an impact in a few years when those guys retire. So yeah, this is a good pick for us and for the Bucks.
0: Well, and that kind of concludes the the first round. I mean it it took four hours for them to pick thirty two players. So um, yeah, you know I was definitely tired by the end. On our Twitter at over six sports, I tweeted out every single pick, and I didn't miss one. I didn't miss smell a name. I think. Uh, it was kind of annoying because, like, I'd be I'd everything typed up and then they'd be like, "Oh, we traded," and I was like, "Crap, gotta undo this tweet, retweet, re- retype it all out." Um, so let's um, let's just quickly talk about uh, a couple of our bets. So I know that we lost a couple. We were all positive. Drake, is uh, your your safety bet is still standing?
1: <laughs> the any other safety picked first for plus seven thousand odds is still on the board. I mean, (laughs) Moore could easily go with one of the first three picks in this second round, and I'm pretty sure he will be. But it's pretty exciting that he was, most people thought he was going to go top 20, top 25, took the plus 7,000 odds, and it's still going into the second round. So, not really sweating that one out because I don't really think it's going to happen or put much on it. But I mean, it's definitely exciting knowing that it's still alive after round
2: one. Yeah, I could really see that bet being over with the first pick in the second round here, 33.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, if it's not, I mean, like we're gonna we'll be chatting, Jake. I know the second round of the draft runs tonight. um, Is uh, so just for anybody who doesn't follow NFL as much, so is tonight two three or is tonight just two and then tomorrow's three four?
1: Yeah, tonight's two three starts at seven, and then tomorrow starting at noon we got rounds four five six and seven.
0: Well, and and those later rounds obviously don't take down as much, but this second round with the amount of talent that's still outstanding, uh, there's you know there's a lot of teams, Miami included, um, you know the Falcons included, Jacksonville there, like there's a lot of teams here that could get, um, in a sense, first round picks at second round prices. Yeah, I mean, for a Miami fan, it's just super
2: exciting right now. There's like three or four guys that I'm super happy if they take at 36, and then they got to keep reminding myself they have the 50th pick too. Like to have two picks still available with the amount of talent that dropped, it just should be an amazing draft for the Dolphins, and I'm just super excited.
1: Yeah, and I think in recent memory here, I don't ever remember there being this much talent at the top of the uh, at the top of the second round. Like there's like there's guys that people had ranked as top 10 prospects on here. Like, Owusu Karamoa, Elijah Moore, Trayvon Moore, Christian Barmore is still there. And, I mean, I know the other day I talked about how I didn't want Baltimore to use their two picks to trade up. But, I mean, with all this talent, they got two third rounds, two fourth rounds, and two fifth rounds. I would be ecstatic if they made a trade and got back into the second round here.
0: So, Cam, who are you hoping that the Dolphins are going to take at, uh, at their spot? So at 36 here, there's kind of
2: three guys who have kind of gone with. The first one's is Javante Williams. I'd love to see a running back. That would really just help that offense, and that offense would be scary if you had him. The other two I'd be quite okay with is Jeremiah Owusu-Koromara. I just think he'd fit that defensive scheme in Brian Floor as well. And then I don't think it's a bad spot to go with Tevin Jenkins. I mean, I don't think their offensive line's as bad as it was last year they're super young but adding another stud like him when i didn't think they'd have a chance to get him at 36 would be great too
0: yep i totally agree and then jake if uh i know that depending on if the ravens trade up here but uh i know that you did three rounds of mock draft so who would be a good you know a good pick for the ravens in the in the second here on their first one
1: yeah so they picked pick 94 and pick 104 uh, I'd really like to see this BB maybe Andre Cisco, is a safety from Syracuse if maybe he falls that far to them. Uh, I don't think it'll happen, but I mean, Brady Christensen tackle from BYU. If he falls out, uh, Spencer Brown another tackle, I'd like to see that. But honestly, I'd really like to see them make a push into the second and grab Creed Humphrey, Landon Dickerson, or someone like that. I that would really feel a big hole. and I think they have the draft capital to be able to move into the
0: mid-second to grab them. No. Yeah. So I mean the 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 bad news is is unfortunately you're not going to get Peyton Turner in the second round anymore. So that's the <laughs> that's the, or Stokes. That's the big disappointment for anybody. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, boys. So you know, really appreciate the really appreciate the work that you guys uh, put in on this. So um, if you guys got anything else before we sign it off?
1: No, man. That's exciting first round. Let's have an that sec- exciting second and third. Hopefully, uh, we get some more impact players for our teams. I'm
0: looking forward to it. Well, and it's almost May, so I mean, we've only got three more months until uh, three or four more months until football's back. So it's going to be super interesting. Um, and yeah, so obviously, this is just a special edition of Over Six Sports. You can follow us at Over Six Sports on Twitter uh, at Zach Burke Over Six at C Charlton Turf and uh, and Jake's website NFL Blitz uh, I am Zach the Bandit Burke with me is jake cowell and jake who is with us as well
1: cameron the turf king charleston
0: yes sir the turf king (laughs) we will chat with you boys again yeah it'll stick it'll stick right cam (laughs) (laughs) jake well thanks again for coming on buddy uh we'll have you down the road uh We'll have you down the road closer to the NFL season. And uh, for all you over six sports fans, Cam and I will be back again next week, normal time on Thursday to, uh, to go over some more headlines and some more NHL picks. Thank you for listening to the over six sports podcast. Ciao for next week.